Hi, this is Jordan. You are listening to the Evolution Exchange Nordics podcast, a melting pot of ideas and inspiration shared by some of the most successful technical leaders in the Nordic region. I specialize in the gaming industry and today I am your host. Today I'm joined by Matthew, Oscar and Scott to discuss never-ending open worlds versus linearity. Uh, before we go into the topic, we are going to work our way around the room with some small introductions. Uh, so Scott, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, I'm Scott Ginyard. I uh, work as a product marketing manager at Star Stable Entertainment in Stockholm, and I'm super happy to be here again. Uh, Oscar? So uh, I'm Oscar de Moral. I'm uh, currently the managing director for Playon, uh, Spain and Portugal. 30 years experience into this uh, video game business. and very pleased to be uh, here and share this uh, fantastic moment with uh, these great people. <laughs> uh, Matthew? Hey, uh, so I'm Matthew. I'm a product manager at Ubisoft in the IT sports uh, team. Uh, been working at Ubisoft for uh, three years now and uh, been in the t- tech industry for almost 10 years and pretty happy to be here again also. (laughs) Perfect, perfect. Thank you, everyone. Um, So this is a bit of a special podcast, as as you all know, um, for the fact that all my guests are returning guests. They all loved it so much the first time that uh, they wanted to come back, and here we are. Uh, We are missing somebody. Casey is unfortunately poorly today, uh, but I I will still be asking his question. Um, Hopefully he can join us on the next one. So now we've got a bit of a context to everybody. Let's move on to the topic. So we've all prepared a question or a statement on the topic of never ending open worlds versus linearity. So we're going to go around the room asking everybody to state their question, why they're asking it. And everyone will get their their um, opinion on it, okay? Before we delve into the question, I just want to say that everyone's views and opinions on this are very much from a consumer standpoint and not from a representing any company standpoint. We're all saying this as fans of the gaming industry and nothing more. Um, so let's start with the first question. Uh, Scott? Yeah, all right. Um, my question is, uh, have modern open world games become too long and formulaic or are they more important than ever for gameplay innovation and immersion? And kind of why I was asking this question is because I've had a recent experience uh, of a game that I yeah, quite recently played, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, for some reason, it's one of those games that I just never really got around to play when it launched. Uh, but however, I, I started to play it. I was excited about it. I got perhaps like five hours into the game or something when I really got hit by like this open world fatigue. Because uh, there's nothing wrong with the game. The story kicks off well, the characters are interesting and the world looks amazing. But the, that gameplay loop with the questing, the upgrading and all of the kind of conventional aspects of, of a light RPG uh, open world adventure game kind of tired me out. Uh, in many ways, it felt exactly the same as many other open world games. Uh, so that's why I came into this this question of, of are they too long? Are they too formulaic? Are they perhaps too common in today's uh, gaming industry? Or are they very important in terms of um, evolving the technology, evolving the types of gameplay that we have that we are now used to um, Yeah, for the future as well? Can I ask you if the point that you were somehow missing was the story? The narrative wasn't probably... Uh, you know, uh, uh, so engaging as uh, you were really like uh, 
keeping on, uh, you know, uh, evolving into the game, right? Yeah, I think I think so. I think the the initial introduction to the narrative and the characters were was really intriguing. The problem I had, I think, is, and with with many open world games now, is that there's a too big of a time span between actually continuing the the main story, but because there's always a, a lot of other things that comes in the way in the gameplay, like smaller quests and smaller uh, activities that might not be that important to the story or to the world itself. But sometimes they are, of course, but sometimes they kind of become a filler filler content in that sense. So, so yeah, I think I think that's that, that's the reason kind of why I was a bit uh, it didn't meet my expectations because. For some reason, it became a chore to play in a way. And, and can I ask you? I'm sorry, Matthew, for go for, it, go for it. first coming in. Uh, would you, uh, you know, portray yourself as a collector in terms of, uh, uh, you know, when you are playing, you go and try to execute everything which is around you, like all quests and everything, or you would rather focus into the main story and just. Uh, you know, leave the quests for the side quests, maybe for eventually once the main story is uh, is uh, finished, completed. I, I I think that's a great question, and I think I think I used to be like that, yes. But I think I've now kind of I've lost that sense of always need to collect that feeling because yeah, I don't know, maybe it's I'm older or something. I don't have as much time. I'm not sure what it is, but uh, because there's too many games like that right yeah, now. Maybe, maybe, probably is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I used to, but but now I feel like I kind of want to progress within the story and and do some side things. But I, yeah, it's. Mm. I'm I'm glad you talked about uh, Horizon, especially because this game I I, I had. Um, High expectations for it. It, it I mean it, it looks wonderful uh, it, it's a whole new uh, world uh, it's you know it's original you you we don't really see that it, it's a bit uncommon and uh, I, I I played it when it when it was first released uh, I bought it day one etc and it will uh, really I, I think I played it for like 10 hours maximum and I was like okay no and I think it's because, for me, in my opinion, it's because you 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 just you know all these like FedEx quests. You know, you really have to get to a point, do the quest, beating some enemies or stuff like that, and then you go back to 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 give back the quest. And I mean, I'm a I'm a a former World of Warcraft player, so. I uh, it's okay. <laughs> I used to really love that, and there's no problem. But I think it's not it's not uh, well integrated in nowadays games uh, because, especially on on a game like Horizon, you uh, I really feel like this game with more linearity, with more j just basically a, a better rhythm, and you know, just going from the from the start to the end in a more restrictive way, I think, would be really interesting for a game like that. There's already a lot to do. There's a lot of different uh, abilities, a lot of different enemies. You, there's already plenty of stuff to do, and the open world just doesn't help the game to to be more interesting. Or you, you don't want to spend 60 hours on that game just because of the open world. And 
this game especially feels like that for me. So I definitely understand you. And was it because you maybe the mechanics were too simple and you got bored after a while of doing almost every time the same? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so. I think I think that is one of the reasons, and I agree with you as, as well, Matthew. I think it would be a much more interesting game if it was more linear in that sense. Because, yeah, I think the the types of quests, the types of gameplay, it's very, very similar to a lot of other open-world games. Uh, and the story and the world itself looks amazing and is unique, uh, but kind of gets the... Put, puts on the being put on the sideline basically because the gameplay is always there but the gameplay is not that refreshing or new um in in, in my personal view at least i think i think that's uh yeah i think that it it, it really kind of strengthens that fatigue of of doing the same thing again and again definitely agree i i haven't played uh horizon i have to admit that uh it's one of the games that I have in my uh, list of, uh, uh, you know, when I when I get out of this time for uh, life that I currently live, I would like to. Uh, Horizon is probably one of the games that really, uh, uh, let's say, kind of. Uh, I mean, it's interesting because uh, portraits a, a future which is based on uh, a kind of a sort of prehistoric world, right? Somehow, and and it it it, it crosses. Uh, uh, very different worlds, but um, you know one of the things that I find uh, when I'm playing open world games, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I have to admit, that, for example, the Far Cry series. I mean, I love it because it's it's extremely repetitive. I tell you, very repetitive, which one of which is one of the things that most of the consumers are saying these days. But I could say the same about Just Cause, uh, particularly Just Cause Three, which is a game that I love. I've played like. A, you know, it's an, an incredible an, game. An incredible number of hours, but I have to admit that it is the uh, gameplay mechanics that I really like about uh, mm -hmm. particularly Just Cause 3 or, or um, in this case, Far Cry, because it's always the same, right? You go into an area, you just uh, blast it, you get everything that there is around, and then you move to the next point. Yes, there is a story, which somehow helps, but at the end of the day, I believe that uh, what happens is that most of the games are very related to the emotional time that you're living in your life. So in the case of uh, Jaskov 3, for me, it was more like uh, entertainment. It was more like fun. It's like, I want to relax and, uh, you know, I'm looking into just blasting three or four areas of the game. I'm a collector myself when I'm playing, so usually need to, uh, you know, not that I want to have all the achievements, but is that is there something else that I'm missing here? So to have that kind of... Uh, um, you know, um, text or message on top of the screen that says area completion, 98%. Like, where is the other 2%? Where is the other 2%, right? So on my side, that is very interesting. And, and I have to admit that those games where uh, the story, uh, uh, the story is extremely important if you want to keep uh, yourself engaged into a game, particularly when the game is not what you will be regularly playing. So in my case, if there is a if, there is a new Far Cry or a new Just Cause, you know, I mean, uh, you know, take my money. <laughs> but if there is a new Horizon, which is not happening because there was a, you know, Zero Dawn released three or four years ago, right? Mm -hmm. And we had Forbidden West, which was released yep. in February this year. And of course, 
they are on the shelf, both of them waiting for that particularly, you know, that particular part of my life where I'm going to have time. But again, just cause for just cause five releases, it's like, oh, suddenly I have time. I don't know if I'm explaining myself in 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 terms of what kind of feeling uh, you know do the games, particular games generate. So I don't know if it's related to the open world genre itself or how the different studios implement the open world mechanics, right? I think, I think it's, it all. Sorry, sorry go for it. Yeah, I, I was just saying that I, th I think it, it's all it, it, it's all a thing of the, the the fun that the game gives you, basically. And I think for a game like Just Cause or even Far Cry, you it's fast paced. Uh, especially in Just Cause, you can do approximately anything you want. I mean, yeah. you can shoot on a gas can and reach the sky. And I mean, it's it's really it's a it's a game where you don't have to think that much. You don't have to to. You can just put your brain on the side and just have fun. And this is this is maybe more uh, adapted to open world, basically. Uh, I mean, for that kind of games, where Horizon could be in that same category of these these games that you know there are multiple kind of open games i think we of open world games i think we we don't even mention for now the 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 racing open worlds like forza etc we don't there's a lot of different things uh gta's and whole different thing also and i think for these kinds of games where there is a mix of like urban exploration and like really uh countryside you know level, beautiful landscapes and stuff. I think that the fun needs to be here. And that's, in my opinion, again, because I know it's a really good game, but it's just my opinion that that what slacks uh, for a game like Horizon, where the fun is not really here, and you just feel like you're going around and doing the quests. And there's no, there's nothing that, you know, gives you the, the, the will to just, okay, I'm going to go a bit further because something is going to, there's going to be new things. I'm going to explore new things. I'm going to discover new things. I think it's not, that's the, the, the main difference here. So interesting to listen to you all there because I'm I'm a bit of a collector in, in games as well, uh, but very rarely have the time to actually collect everything anymore. Um, so I think part of the reason, I love Horizon, by the way, absolutely loved it. Um, and yeah, I would have played it for longer. But I agree, a lot of the quests did seem like, oh, I'm doing the same thing. The area is just slightly different um, a lot of the time. And I guess with some games, we all don't care about that. Would you say the lore is something that we perhaps need to get invested in earlier and that game developers need to, you know make sure that the people playing it are invested in because if you're invested in the law then you're going to want to collect everything you're going to want to get the completionist kind of thing but if you're not that into the law and you're not that bothered about every little piece adding to a little bit of the story then you're not going to put all the hours in and you are just going to do the main quests a good example of that for me and it's not a it's not really open world but remember the batman arkham series I'm going to talk about them. <laughs> I won't step on your toes then because your question is next. <laughs> go for it. Go for it. But for me, like, I wanted to collect everything because I love, like, well, Marvel and Batman. I love all of that. Uh, so that was a really interesting game and series because all of it was just really cool. Mm. Um, 
So everything. I was like, yeah, I'm going to get 100% on this. No doubt. Yeah. So you know what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm trying to ask. Sure. I'm, I'm not that much of a collector myself. It depends on the game. It basically yeah. depends on the amount of time you need to spend on the game. <laughs> and uh, we can... We can uh, if you want to answer Scott or Oscar to, to what Jordan just said, go for it. But uh, otherwise, uh, I'll jump to my question in detail here because it's all uh, it's all in the question itself, basically. <laughs> I think that's a good segue, <laughs> to be fair. All right, let's go. So my question was how to keep a sustainable pace in an open world and why is it so hard? Uh, basically, I've always struggled with rhythm in open world games. Uh, let's put some games on the side like uh, GTA. There's no rhythm problem because GTA is just one of a kind and there's no other game like GTA. That's, I mean, that's it. Um, but the example I had was the Batman Arkham series, exactly. Uh, Arkham Asylum, for me, was a great game. I loved it. The first one, it was... It was the, the the fighting system was brand new and it, it inspired a lot of other games after uh, the uh, I don't really enjoy uh, DC Comics or Batman like I'm not really into it but the, the game was really nice uh, a mix of uh, stealth and and fighting exploration and stuff it, it I loved it then there was Arkham City and it gave more liberty but I think that the the having to choose your quest and the rhythm was already a bit different for me. Like I need to spend more time uh, playing it. And it sometimes it, it felt wrong. Like, no, it's, it, this is taking too much time. And I just want to, you know, I just, let, let, just give me the main quest and just let it unroll, you know? And then there was Arkham Knight. So the good thing was that there was a car. So basically in open worlds, I think that the way you 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 move in the open world is extremely important. Uh, so the car helped. But for me, it was just another open world game. And if you do that, I'm I'm kind of a, of a jerk on that because I'm really not into this the like the story in the game, you know, like uh, I'm not really into the cutscenes and stuff. It, bothers me a bit but here it's not the the, the problem of the story it's just that it, it was just too long for me and when I I see that I know that a lot of people love that game and uh, uh, I think it's just your approach to the game uh, for me I like to to play a lot of different games I like to to play everything that that's being released or almost and uh if i have to spend 60 hours on a game i just cannot play all the games and for me it's i just like lose interest over time uh i can compare with my girlfriend who just loves to play open world and she just do all the side quests only the side quest and maybe at the end the main quest and what she loves is uh, searching for collectibles and going on all the like secluded places of the map. So I think it's just your approach to it. Uh, and it's not just, I mean, it's just my opinion, but yeah, if you, if you want, uh, I have a lot of examples of games that are fully linear, but still they offer what an open world is supposed to offer. Like the, the discovery, the, you know, the, I don't know how to say that in English, but just the, 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 the exploration 
but maybe more linear. I just, well, that's my opinion, <laughs> basically. Yeah, I, I think I, I agree with you in a, in a way because I think I think the one of the bigger problems for for me at least with open world games is that lack of variety within the gameplay. It's it's all almost very repetitive. Sure, the quest might be about a different character this time, and uh, you go, you're gonna fetch this thing this time. But the gameplay is mostly very um, very similar all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, compared to some linear experiences, like I'm thinking just now on top of my head, like Uncharted, for example, um, it's very heavy. Of course, story focused. Uh, you do get a little bit of exploration. The the environments are more varied. Sure, the gameplay itself, a third person crouch shooter, is it's 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 the same throughout the game, but but you also suddenly run from a truck. You fly a plane or you climb and like the, the, the variation is much more um, dynamic in that sense. And of course the game is shorter. So I guess the, the experience then becomes much more uh, tangible and, and you, you don't really lack the focus or the lose the concentration. Um, and so there's I, I different environments, you know, like for Uncharted, for example, there are different environments. Mm-hmm. You, you, it's it's not just like you you start in jungle and the whole game you're in the jungle you 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 just go through different really totally different landscapes and this is less achievable with an open world i know that some open world are really they have different zones and they don't look look alike but you can with a linear game you can really change the the whole the whole basically setup of the game and especially in a game like Uncharted, that's what I loved also. And that's why I was saying that you can still have the discovery and the adventure, but you don't need to be able to have a, a huge open world for that. You know, for me, probably one of the greatest examples of open world, which is tremendously effective in terms of uh, engaging with the, with, the, with the game, with the in this case, with the, uh, uh, the gamer itself, it's uh, Zelda, right? The, the, the last one. I mean, it's incredible how many hours you can, let's say, waste into the game because it's kind of extremely linear being an open world game because the story drives you particularly, you know, into uh, uh, there's a certain limitation and it puts the barrier very clearly. What is it that you need to do in order to complete the story? But then at the same time, when you are kind of trying to complete the story, there are so many side quests which are so different, so different. And it also uh, kind of suddenly, I mean, you're on your way to a certain point in the map where you know you have to complete your next uh, um, story quest, right? And suddenly there's something which is far, far, far in that it's like, um, uh, you know, shining and it's like, oh, I need to check that, right? You go there, you do the side quest, and suddenly there's another side quest, another side quest, and like three or four after three or four hours after is wow, I was on my way to complete the uh, main story, right? I believe that those kind of games are like GTA, one of their one of a kind, right? But then on the other side, you really see what is it that can be done with open world games, huh? I would say somehow, huh? I think Breath of the Wild is really an example of 
a different open world also. Uh, I would put, and I know that some people would really destroy me for that, but it's okay. I'm taking the risk. But I think Zelda Breath of the Wild and Elden Ring can definitely go in the same category. It's like a huge open world. You can do a lot of things, but you have no explanation. Like, just go and explore. We won't tell you what to do. A bit more in Zelda, of course, but just we won't tell you what to do. Go for it. Go and search for it. And this is just a, a, a point of view and, and uh, just if you like these type of games or not. For me, it's way too much time. And yeah, it, it's it's really huge. And uh, I see the, the, the qualities of these games and I really understand why people love them. Uh, for a game like Elden Ring, I tried it. I spent... 15 hours on it, putting aside the fact that it's way too hard. Yes. <laughs> it's it, There's really a thing for exploration. If you like to, to just wander for hours and just walk or get on your horse and, and, and just explore the world without any indications on what to do, you can do it. But it's, yeah, it's, it, it, you have to have the time to, to, dedicate to this game you know you can you cannot just play it for 10 hours 15 hours and say here the main quest is over no there's so many things to do and you cannot just stick to the main quest there's so many side quests that you cannot just say okay i'm not going to do them because they are here they are everywhere you know so yeah what happens with other games dying light 2 which i particularly was uh, playing in during february and march to the extent that after finishing the main uh, story, I had to remove it from my hard drive because uh, I was playing it too much. And and it was extremely, uh, uh, let's say, it was continuously shining and, uh, you know, asking to go to go from one side to the other because there were a lot of uh, challenges uh, in the game, right? So particularly uh, trying to uh, answer your question, Matthew, at the end of the day, there are certain studios or certain, uh, you know, uh, writers that know uh, how to set the pace so that the players keep engaged and and are putting hours into that. Because at the end of the day, we're talking here about single player uh, uh, missions, right? We're not talking about multiplayers. And these days, we know that on, on the multiplayer side, it's very easy to get sat- uh, gameplay satisfaction because there's always someone to beat. But on 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 the um, open worlds on the single player side, it's just you. Huh? There's nobody else that that you are challenging. I mean, in That's terms true. of uh, getting a kind of an emotional answer, which is what drives us into the multiplayer, right? Yeah, and that's why an open world for me needs to be designed as an open world since the beginning, and that's why, uh, for example, the Batman series. Uh, uh, the first one was not an open world and i didn't really enjoy the shift because it's it's so good when it's linear and when you just know where to go that uh, uh, it, it felt like okay let's build an open world because everybody does that let's let's do it you know and there are some games like that uh, i really enjoy the the last two god of wars i'm playing the the last one right now i really enjoy it it's really nice it's a really good game really but why the open world, you know? I don't think it adds that much interest into the game. 
One thing uh, I always joke about on my client calls, and I've done it ever since I started Evolution, really, um, is that I love open world games. I do. Uh, I always have. They've always been a massive interest to me. Um, But now if I see a game that advertises 80 plus hours or something like that, as a kid growing up, I would have been like, yes, that's amazing. Get in. Now I see that and I'm like, oh, for God's sake. I'm going to be playing this for about four years and like I just don't have the time. Uh, so it, it's interesting because, I mean, it's something that we've touched upon in a few of the conversations that we've had. But do we think that game studios were just, did they put the content in to be filler a lot of the time to keep people on the game? Or is it there because it needs to be there, you know? And yeah. I mean, we have a lot of examples of <laughs> open worlds that have pillars in them, right? Uh, yeah. And uh, I think the, the, there are two two main things uh, apart from the gameplay, etc. It's just the, the 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 quest, or at least the, the objectives you have. And then there's, uh, as I said, how you travel through the through the, the open world. Because for, there are some open worlds where there's not that many quests, and you're not so lost. And not like Zelda, like if you dropped it for a month and you come back to it, you're perfectly lost and you don't know what to do. But but if the the the, the movement system and if going from point A to point B is taking 20 minutes because you have to walk or ride a horse, uh, for example, Red Dead Redemption, I mean, it's a huge game. It's an incredible game. Well done to Rockstar. It's incredible, but it's so long. It's so long. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some certain studios are very smart in how they, uh, you know, move the gamer, the, the player around uh, in the game. Uh, because you start by opening different areas of the game that, that you go through, but uh, you stick to the main story. And then later, probably, they will make you uh, come back so that you suddenly either have a side story, a side quest, or there is part of the main quest which opens a particular uh, a section of that uh, previous, uh, you know, area or region that you were playing in. But then some some of the games really lack a fast moving uh, kind of mechanism that uh, is what usually drives us mad into uh, some of the games where you want to get back, but it's impossible because uh, oh, when when you think about how how big open worlds are becoming because for most of the studios now it's about uh, that famous marketing message that says my open world is like 50 times bigger than any kind of open world that you have seen before huh? and that probably is a terrible sentence because you have to um, uh, how you say you once you say that you have to commit huh? and you have to develop a game which really has content into it huh? Because it's it's not about uh, making uh, a big open world game, but it is about filling up with content so that the player is entertained, right? Definitely, definitely. I think yeah. The, the sometimes it just feels like, look, it's huge. It's empty, but it's huge. Well, why? <laughs> yes, and and it's also very difficult to mix, uh, particularly on 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 the let's say on the ones which are more. Uh, into uh, kind of close uh, uh, periods of time where you have cars, planes, trains, ships, or whatever, 
and uh, your character still can run, right? And it's like, oh, um, you know, you always, I mean, GTA mixes that fantastically, yeah? You know, there are three or four airports in the area. You know where to find the helicopters. You know where there's a submarine. But then eventually, if you are walking, suddenly you can get into a car, which then drives you into the next area where you might be needing something to complete the next mission, right? But uh, we, we, I mean, this is a different kind of uh, uh, beast, right? Yeah, I think GTA is not even in the conversation of open worlds. No. Basically, it's <laughs> no. we're talking about all the modern open worlds, but we all know that like GTA does does it best. Basically, we there, there's no other open worlds like that. Not even Red Dead. Like it's just different. It, G, you 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 just have GTA on the on the on the PlayStation. You just hand the controller to anyone and he has this person has instant fun you know and this only almost only happens in gta or like racing games maybe but that that's it so yeah it's it's a whole different beast for me for sure for sure yeah it's very very uh, let's say very rewarding right mm. and that's a good segue straight onto your question there oscar yeah, because my question was, will all the games in the future be open worlds? Because one other thing that we're seeing is that uh, it seems to be a kind of a marketing sentence of these days is that you need to, you need for your game to be an open world because most of the gamers out there will be asking, is this an open world? And if so, is it really a gamer's request or is it a natural evolution of the games when particularly the development tools have improved so much? that allow for the development of more complex complex worlds. And, and particularly, this is also related to the power of cloud computing now, because you no longer have to rely on uh, generating the stuff locally, but uh, uh, and, and a remote entity can help you to uh, uh, portray a, a different kind of world, right? Mm. So uh, probably the biggest challenge here is to keep development budgets to the right size, huh? Definitely. So what do you guys think about this? Uh, Scott, do you want to go? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, um, I, I, as, as I've ranted a, lot, a bit about open world games so far, uh, I love open world games as well. And, and I think one of the good things that open world games in general have done is kind of what you're mentioning or hinting at is the technological advancement that's been going through. I mean, we, we now have incredibly large open worlds with no loading screens, with incredible graphic fidelity, with more and more random and reactive events within the environment. And like stuff, with, like in terms of the immersion and the world building, it's, it's amazing in that sense, I think. And also, I think a great example of this is or I hope that this kind of trend evolves a bit when it comes to open world games, because I, I don't think open world games will disappear. I, will, I think they will definitely grow and become bigger and and more even more popular. But I hope that the variation, the, the kind of different types of open world games grow as well. One example is, is uh, No Man's Sky, for example. It's a huge open world game. It's procedurally generated as well. But it it doesn't lean too heavily on the 
the kind of conventional questing, the conventional storylines, it's much more of a big sandbox, similar to like Minecraft, or I would say the GTA is, is that in a way as well. It's a hybrid. It, it's a great sandbox. You can jump in and just drive around and have hours of fun and kind of create your own story within it. So I, I, I personally hope, I, I think open world games will live on. So it's all about a question about how can we kind of form them and make them into more varied experiences. Uh, I think that's the, the important thing. So we don't end up in the same kind of formula uh, that I've been a bit negative about previously. Definitely. Um, for, for me, uh, okay, uh, uh, I definitely think that more and more games will be open world, which I'm not really happy about. To be honest, uh, I like open world games, but but they 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 should not all be open worlds. Basically, uh, uh, I'm thinking about a lot of games that that tried open world, and for some it worked, for some it didn't, and, and sometimes I just don't see the added value here. Uh, when I think about the 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 last Metal Gear, it's 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 a great game for people who enjoy it, but for me it doesn't add the value to have an open world here, like. Just give me a, a a bit of you know a, a mix of it. For example, Dishonored. For example, it's 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 a great game. It's we cannot say it's an open world, but it's not linear. You know, you just have the the, the you have, you basically have the level. You you have the setting, and then you wonder how how, how you want how you wish inside of it. Uh, Bioshock, which is my favorite game ever. Uh, you. It's more or less linear, yes, but you can just go through the, the, the whole city as much as you want, when you want. And this is for me the, the, uh, a good balance. I'm, I'm not talking about really open world games that are made to be open wars. And if you, if you do that about Far Cry, for example, if you, if you put it in, into a, a, small, a small setting, it wouldn't be as fun. So I definitely agree on that. But, but there, you know, finding the balance between between that uh, between that that huge exploration and the keeping the pace and keeping the people entertained, I think that that's what's hard today, and that, that that's why we see so many games that last so many hours without always being interesting from the beginning to the end, and we have the examples of these good games. We just need to to try and and I'm, I say we I know we are not directly involved but but just to to try and find the, the the best way to give enough liberty enough freedom to the player to to just do the thing as they want to do it just like Hitman for example in Hitman it's not an open world at all I mean it's levels but you do what you want how you want to do it you have the full liberty and you don't need thousands of square meters on the map to be able to have that freedom and i think this is this is really important and yes we we have more and more tools uh to build huge huge uh uh huge maps but is it really worth it in the end i'm not always sure you know it, it, it might be that sometimes uh, for some games just becoming an open world was a way of uh, hiding its flaws, right? Definitely. Because 
as as you mentioned, you know, Hitman is quite a great example of a product of a game where there's a lot of stuff that you can do around, right? And it doesn't necessarily need the open world kind of gameplay to yeah. to uh, to shine, huh? But if you want, if you're a collector, you can collect a lot of stuff. You know, there, there is everything that makes open world great, minus the huge map, basically, and the the, the rhythm. Uh, I'm I'm gonna use that example. Uh, so again, this is only my opinion and not my company's opinion. But uh, Ghost Recon for me, it was an an incredible game at the beginning. Uh, it it was great. It was fast paced, but you needed some reflection. It was tactical, but you know, it was it was really an incredible TPS. And then they went into the open world formula, and I think it lost a lot while going into the open world formula for me uh, because it just becomes more generic you have these quests that you don't they they don't make a lot of sense you know for uh, for me at least and i mean yeah it's great to have fun with the buggies and the and the the the, the, the bikes and going all everywhere in the in the map but far cry does that perfectly that just keep it to Far Cry and let's just stick to a game really more linear where tactical is is important, you know. And that, that's why I see so many studios going into the open world and maybe sometimes it's not the right path, you know. It's not because like just just put more energy on the on the rhythm of the game, on the on the the fact that the game is changing from one level to the other and you're you have that that, that sense of adventure that we that we all love when we play video games. But don't let us do it ourselves in a huge map. You know, I I I fully agree on the on the Ghost Recon kind of uh, you know comment. I fully agree on what you say. But when you suddenly start playing Ghost Recon on multiplayer, you find oh. out that it's a great open world. Huh? Right? Um, definitely, and, I definitely and, agree. Yeah, and that totally changed. Uh, then you understand why the game changed from being linear. To being a, um, um, an open world, right? Because on the multiplayer side, you need, uh, sorry, on the multiplayer side, yes, you really need for the game to be an open world in order to enjoy it. Because with three other people, Ghost Recon probably was going to be very boring, right? Yes, that, that's that's really true. And, and this game gives its full potential when you play it with friends. That That's 100% sure. Uh, Maybe it's just that it 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 went. It, they did that on a on a license that I really really enjoyed as a solo player, yes. and I felt a bit lost. You know, like why are you doing that? Yes, because the premise was that originally the game was a single player, right? And it was exactly. linear, and they decided on doing that. Uh, you know, radical design change and make suddenly making it an open world, and of course. It missed the point for many, many uh, gamers out there, which were looking for a linear kind of game, right? So, yeah. And um, they already have a great uh, tactical multiplayer game, uh, which is a division, which is really it's it's yes. a great game to play multiplayer with your friends or in a squad. Yeah. It's exactly what we what a multiplayer uh, looter shooter, more or less, should be. So yeah, that's why I, I felt that. That was a bit weird, but yeah. So just to answer the question, yes, the development tools are improving, but let's just try and keep the 
the player entertain, even if it's for less hours, but more entertainment, basically. Yeah, stick to the or to the original, right? Like <laughs> <And> that. <laughs> yeah. I saw. Yeah, yeah because it's true. Because yeah, most of the times we forget about the gameplay, which is the most relevant thing, huh? I saw an interesting uh, article yesterday, actually, on uh, Hogwarts Legacy that's coming out, mm-hmm. um, and how just how big the map is for that. Which I'm very excited for Hogwarts Legacy. It's been a very long time since a Harry Potter game, uh, or you know, uh, a game in that world at least, has come out. And then I saw that, and it made me a little bit nervous about that. Yeah, me too. I'm not too sure. I have no idea how they're going to make it work, where it is just completely open world, yet you're in a school and stuff. I don't know. I, if it's something about it, it just doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, I suppose. What are your thoughts and opinions on that one? Because obviously it's going to be huge. Yeah. A lot of people are looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm also actually very excited for it. I've never been a Harry Potter fan at all, but there's something about that game that... I think it just looks really cool. However, I'm also worried about the kind of how big will it be? Will it just be uh, another game with a lot of icons on a map? Uh, hopefully not. But, <laughs> but maybe, maybe it could. Maybe I'm hoping in a way. I'm not 100% sure if it's supposed to be a completely full open world or if it's more of a smaller open world. Because I, I think a great example of a game doing that is is the is Witcher 3, where it, it, there's open world but they're still they're not all connected within the world so you there's actually loading screens between the areas and there's in some way even though there's a lot of icons on that map as well in some way everything gets a bit more confined so story doesn't take as long to kind of progress through there's not too much filler content if if you don't want it of course but but mm. um yeah so i'm i'm hoping secretly that it's a bit like that but i'm, but I'm who knows <laughs> I'm extremely excited and extremely scared at the same time. <laughs> I'm a yeah. huge Harry Potter fan. I I played the games back in the days and they were not great. Not all of them were great, but we just enjoyed them. You know, it was it was so cool. <laughs> and I'm really looking forward to that one. But yeah, I'm scared about the the open world. Like just. Okay, let us let us just roam around uh, Hogwarts. Yes, definitely. But other like outside Hogwarts, where do you want us to go? Like, yeah, apparently we can go to Hogsmeade and we can do all of that. And I, obviously, there's other places apparently you can go as well. And it's just like, where does it end? Kind yeah, of where does it end exactly? And I, I don't, I don't want to have to, you know, to to do even virtually like 10 minutes of uh of uh riding uh, i don't know which creature or i don't know which <laughs> which thing we will need to move on the in this game but i, I just don't want that you know uh it, and, and and exactly as you said scott uh icons on the map like it breaks immersion so much and uh, I, I would have kept that game for the, the last question, but just a, a sneak peek, Ghost of Tsushima. This is how you do, basically. Yeah. You have yeah. the perfect example. Like, there's tons of things to do, not huge tons, okay, but there are things to do, and yet there's no icon. 
And wow, this is incredible. I mean, let, let's keep that for the, for the last question, but it's incredible. <laughs> well, let's just go straight into it, to be fair. Uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe Oscar had something to say about uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Well, I was going to say that maybe this is about expectations, right? I mean, yeah. there, you you seem You're to high. be you seem to be huge Harry Potter fans, and somehow uh, uh, this is the point when probably, as we all know, happens with uh, most of the gamers around. It's like, what are you going to do to my game? Huh? How are you going to develop that kind of Harry Potter open world game? You haven't asked me about what is it that I want, right? Uh, I mean, with all due respect. At the end of the day, I, I believe that these studios still have the capability to uh, surprise us. And if they don't, I tell you, we will see that the sales are not as maybe as they are looking for, right? So I'm, I'm not a huge uh, Harry Potter fan, I have to say. And <laughs> even though I've seen some videos and the, technically the game looks stunning in terms of gameplay, I'm just uh, sitting on the fence. <laughs> Yeah, we one of us at least. <laughs> we're all rooting for it to do very well, right? Scott Matty, we're all very expectant. Uh, but okay, yeah, let's go into the last question then. Yeah, so yeah, I've never waited for a game like that. Like really, it's. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really super excited about it. <laughs> I know it's I'm not often really... I, uh, Sorry, it's not often I pre-order a game like three months in advance anymore. But uh, I have done with that one. I, yeah, I was just about to say, I'm hovering the pre-order button every day, just like, <laughs> yeah, I should do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so on to the last question, and this is actually Casey's question. Uh, unfortunately, obviously couldn't join us today. Um, I'm sure he's going to be very interested to hear what everyone's opinions are on this one. Uh, Matthew, obviously you mentioned Ghost of Tsushima, so you've mentioned a couple of reasons why, but do you want to go back into that one? Definitely. So the question was, what's the greatest open world game and why? Uh, I'll give, let's say, three of them. Uh, again, putting aside GTA, GTA is over the top. No, yeah, I should we think. just all agree that we're not going to mention GTA because I feel like we've all kind of said that it's probably a level above everything else, right? Definitely. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, so for me, yeah, there's Ghost of Tsushima. It's, uh, I mean, when this game... Uh, went out, uh, uh, I played it immediately, and I really fell in love with it. I was not looking at stuff online about the game or anything. I just, you know, uh, uh, I really, I'm really into Japanese aesthetics and stuff. And, and I was like, okay, let's just try it and let's see. And it was incredible. Um, it, there's a lot of stuff that I hate about open worlds that are in the game, but it's just not bothering me because the atmosphere is incredible. The, 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 the fact that there's no icons, no heavy UI, you know, you just, you just have the wind to guide you. This is an incredible, uh, an incredible uh, idea from them. Uh, and the, the gameplay itself, that you're able to choose between stealth and, uh, and direct action, basically. It, it, it reminds me a lot about Tenshu, which was, a great game back in the days and a lightweight souls let's say uh because it's too souls are too hard for me so this is perfect for me so uh yeah this is for me this is an incredible game and i could speak about it for hours but i'm gonna stop here uh otherwise there is a pretty unknown game which is called the saboteur which is uh, a game about uh, that that 
that is that takes place in Paris during the the occupation, um, and it's there, there's it's really it was in twenty uh, two thousand and nine I think, so it's the beginning if you don't count GTA of the open world and uh, and it had great ideas uh, to see if uh, if a, a part of the map was. Uh, was free from the the, the Germans or not, etc. It it was really interesting and uh same. Let's not take hours to discuss it, but really, if you want to have a look, it's it's a really interesting game. And otherwise, I think I'd say uh for the memories and stuff, Need for Speed Underground Two. That was a huge open world. It's uh, not huge in in terms of size, but huge in terms of memories and just fun. Uh, you basically you just have a car and you can just go wherever you want and you can customize that car. And now I find this kind of fun when I play Forza Horizon, for example, uh, or Burnout Paradise uh, a few years ago. But yeah, these games uh, we not. We, we don't always talk about uh, racing or car games when you talk about open world, but basically these are open worlds. These are huge open worlds, and there's not many different things to do aside from <laughs> driving a car, but it's like immediate fun, and you just want to unlock every every customization possible on your car. And uh, these are for me the free the free games I really really enjoy that are real open world let's say anyone else want to jump in yeah yeah i was just gonna say first that i i totally agree with the nfs underground it's just amazing and i think <laughs> i do agree with force horizon and 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 those more modern games open world racing games are great as well but there's something about underground that still yeah still, still kind of beats them in terms of just atmosphere and and just Definitely. the style yeah, yeah. There, there's no other game like this one especially yeah totally agree the soundtrack the 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 city the everything it was it was huge and we were and i think you you and i are almost the same age and i think it it really brings back memories from from childhood <laughs> for sure for sure yeah uh yeah and i think my, my except for, for gta's and and the big ones i think well, this is a big game as well i think skyrim for me uh, is one of my favorite open world games because it was probably one of my first real RPG experiences and it was an open world which kind of matched uh, what I liked or what I was interested in uh, but it was still very very new uh, for me and I think it really hits the spot of having a, an amazing world, a very cool lore uh, but also the freedom to kind of do what you want similar to like that sandbox open world hybrid type of game in a sense. Because there's a story, there's a lot of icons on the map, uh, but in, in some ways it was kind of a, a, not the first game to do it, but one of the earlier games to really uh, kind of hone it and make it perfect, I think. Um, because you could walk around, you can walk around in Skyrim and stuff happens all the time. And there's weird creatures, weird monsters and weird, side quest for dialogues and stuff was happening and you as a player have the freedom to kind of play around and, and practice your your skills and, and make 
your kind of weird own adventures within the, the world, in a sense. And I think that is, is something that is very important for me in open world games, because, yeah, as I mentioned before, some of them are, they're very open and there's a lot to do, but in some ways they're very linear and they kind of hold your hand all the way. Uh, but Skyrim for me is, is a great example of that. Uh, a game that doesn't really do that all the time. Uh, and, and another, just now we talked about Need for Speed Underground, I have another example of a kind of an open world game, racing game as well. It's not a good game, I would say, but it's something that's close <laughs> to my heart because I knew I played it a lot when I grew up. But that's Midtown Madness. Oh, wow. Old, old classic racing game. <laughs> yes. Where, I, I don't even remember if it's, it, it's a big city, at least, or if you could choose in a bit, like choose from a few different locations. But yeah, the only thing you did in that game was basically drive around, free roaming, drive around, and drive around in races. Uh, but there's, there was nothing really to collect. There was nothing really to, to do except for like unlocking new cars and stuff. But, but it was a very basic game, but it was also amazing because it was just, the gameplay was just uh, incredibly fun. Definitely agree. So yeah, I, I think that's, those are the games that I can kind of think of on top of my head at least. Well, on my side, I love racing games, uh, particularly the Forza Motorsport series. But, you know, uh, forgive me guys, but I'm not a fan of open world racing games, not at all. Uh, they bore me a lot, I have to admit. <laughs> Sorry for that. And and uh, yeah, even though Burnout, as uh, Matthew mentioned, that, uh, you know, uh, I do respect that game a lot because it was particularly fun to, to play. But, uh, you know, Forza Horizon and uh, the Test Drive series and Need for Speed uh, Underground, for me, they are quite boring because it's not about racing. It's more about uh, collecting stuff for cars and about uh, you know going through icons into the map and that kind of thing. But then again, I, I respect your thinking because uh, we I believe we came from different kind of racing experiences, right? <laughs> On that side, so but it, it was more worth mentioning from my uh, from my side. So thanks, thanks for bringing those up because they bring good memories. Uh, for me, you know, for me, the greatest open world, I have one, which is Zelda Breath of the Wild. For me, it's a fantastic game. Uh, I've wasted so many hours on that game that now, for me, it's like a cult, right? I mean, it, I, I, I don't think that I have to go into the detail of what is it that makes it a great game, right? Because we all know most of the, of the people which are probably listening to uh, this podcast will, will, will clearly know. And then I would like to mention what probably it's quite um, open world wannabe game, uh, which is a very strong franchise and that uh, left us, uh, at least me, a little bit uh, kind of uh, thinking uh, what is next, which is Halo Infinite, right? Because it, it wasn't particularly an open world game and uh, the, the heritage is a uh, uh, being a linear game, but uh, sort of you were able to wander around, you know, go through the icons as uh, uh, we mentioned it before. And then I'm really looking forward to what is it that is next into the franchise for that kind of game, because I truly believe that they wanted to make an open world game, but somehow uh, they were too ambitious about what it really meant to make a Halo game open world. Huh? Uh, what game? Sorry, I did not understand. Halo Infinite. Okay. Xbox exclusive. Okay, sorry. Uh, 
And there's one thing that we forget, which is probably the biggest open world uh, open world game ever. It's Flight Simulator. <laughs> true, absolutely true. Example. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot that one. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to to come back for a second on, on the, the, the the on what I, I said regarding the the greatest open world. I think that this this top three was definitely just the ones I enjoyed the most. But if we take the overall qualities of an open world game as seen by people who really enjoy open worlds. I don't think these are the best games here. And I think, mm. I mean, it, it's it, it's going to be a huge fight between Elden Ring and Skyrim and The Witcher and uh, maybe also Assassin's Creed Valhalla because this one is is really, really, uh, really uh, different uh, approach to it. But uh, I know a lot of people that really, really enjoyed it. Uh, but yeah, this just to say that this was really if you if you put the saboteur in in one of the the, the top three best open world games, I think it's not going to end well for you, you know. But <laughs> that was just the ones that I really enjoyed the most, basically. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And uh, I recently played Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Never played an Assassin's Creed before. First one, uh, oh. absolutely loved it. Thought it was unbelievable. Um, but I did actually when you were listing your guys' top three, I was having a little thing myself about what open world games I've played that you guys haven't mentioned that were, like you said, Matthew, like really ones that are close to my heart, I suppose, and ones that I thoroughly enjoyed from start to finish. Um, And the first one that I noted down was Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor. Mm -hmm. I thought that was an unbelievable game and the whole legacy system that they had in terms of each orc having each individual name and story. And if it kills you, then... It gets promoted. Like, I thought that was unbelievable how they did that. Never seen anything like that myself. Um, so, yeah, really enjoyed that one. I really enjoyed the Spider-Man game that came out yeah. a couple of years ago. This, one. for example, this is like, for me, this these games, this one and the and the, 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 the add-on on, on PS5, the exploration is incredible but because of the 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 moving system you know the movement mm-hmm. system we, i mean we all i think if we if we played it here we all love just going around the city uh, i mean it's it's incredible but for me especially this one the quests are really in, i didn't find any interest in the in the in the quest you know it's really always the same you go to a building you beat all the bad guys and then you go out and it's exactly the same always 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 but overall, you have a, a great experience because just wandering in the city is incredible. Yeah, I don't think I did any fast travel or anything like that the entire time because it was just so much fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's a bit like GTA though. Like you don't if there was fast travel uh, there, there is. You don't even really use it because just. Going around is so fun, you know, and that's why the movement in the open world is so important. Yeah. If it's not interesting, it's just going to be so long. Uh, and I've got one more to mention. I'm very conscious of time because I know I said all of you will be finishing dead on. But uh, the last one I want to mention that I loved um, is Days Gone. Um, I actually thought that was an unbelievable game and I don't think it got anywhere near the recognition that it deserved, to be honest. And I've seen... Pardon me? Days Gone. Ah, Days Gone, okay. Yeah, and I've seen interviews with, I think, people at Sony before who have said that they're not going to commission a second one, which I think is, if that's true, is a terrible mistake. Um, 
But yeah, I thought that game, I wasn't ready for it to finish when I was playing it. Yeah, great game because open world, but not too big and yeah. yet interesting. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. This one uh, needs more recognition, definitely. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, thank you to Casey for the question, uh, first and foremost. Um, <laughs> no, but thank you to everyone here today. Uh, massively appreciated you guys coming back for another podcast. thought it was a really, really interesting one. And anyone who's a fan of gaming at all will want to listen to this. Um, so I want to just say thank you again. Uh, hopefully we'll see you all on another podcast next year, potentially. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, well, thank you for your evening, guys. And uh, we'll thank see you, you all next much. time.